Okay. Hey, welcome everybody. It is seven o'clock Wednesday night. Sci-fi distilled. Here we are. Hello. Hello, Mary Beth. Uh, tonight we're doing a little different kind of fantasy. Not certainly not sci-fi. We're going to do Dragon Heart from 1996. This was actually written, uh, co-written uh, by our friend Patrick Reed Johnson. Yes. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, yes. And and actually, I, I hadn't seen this film probably since 1996. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> I, I did either. A, it was actually pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. So, hello, yeah. hey David, Sue, Bill, Martin. Thanks for joining us, guys. Guys. Um, yeah. So, but before we get into that, I know we got a bunch of news. Hi, Jeff. Yeah, we got news. Let's see what's in the news tonight. Uh, last week, I reported that Deadpool three had started filming, and I was wondering how that was working with the writer strike going on. Like literally, the very next day, I got my answer with reports coming out that, uh, for one thing, Ryan Reynolds is not allowed to improvise on that set. So the deal with, with people who are filming now during the writer's strike is that anything they film must, 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 must stick to exactly what is on the page, what is written on the page before the writer's strike started. Absolutely no changes can be made, even if they realize it's wrong, which happens sometimes. Uh, so comedic actors a, Brian, I think that's a problem in that particular movie because well, like, kind of like he's kind of like Robin Williams. It's like you kind of let him go. Yes, but I think he has an out. I think, like, yeah, I get it that that could put a damper on his creative process. But with the mask on, who knows what he's really saying? He could still ADR a whole bunch of lines. That's true. Post, you know, he could, you know, in post, he could still ADR a bunch of stuff, and we probably won't know what he's saying. I mean, unless, I mean, we can't really see the mouth move that much. So I don't yeah, know. It might still um, work for him. It's going to, this whole writer strike, and, and and just to be clear, I'm totally in support of the writers. So am I. Um, I think they they really, really did get a, a crappy deal and they, they need they need to be fairly treated. But I hope they resolve this soon because it's, it's going to delay everything, like yes. everything. So if you thought something was going to come out next spring, Forget nope. it. Forget it. <laughs> Everything's yeah. gonna be pushed back months and months and months. So it's really, it's really gonna hurt all the fans of a lot of shows. Um, I think in the end, but you know, hopefully they'll be able to 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 get this worked out. Um, you know. Yeah, I completely agree because they they uh, they do. they need they they're worth their due. They need to get yeah. paid. We stand um, with the writers, so yeah, exactly. We do stand with the writers. One moving on, one of the very best Star Trek movies ever made is set to leave Netflix today. Netflix Netflix is foolishly ending its run of Galaxy Quest Wednesday, May thirty first. That's today, kids. After which it will be unavailable, but. By Grabthaw's Hammer, Do Not Despair, the love letter to Star Trek we all adore is still available on Paramount Plus, which kind of makes sense. Like they should put it in the Star Trek section. Yeah, no, it is. It is the. It is. I don't care. You can argue all you want. It is the best Star Trek movie ever made. A Star Trek movie ever made. Um, it it is not making fun of fans. It is. It is. It is glorifying the fans. It, it celebrates the fans. It celebrates, and celebrates, celebrates the, show. the genre for the sure. Genre. And by mm -hmm. poking fun at itself to some degree, it just, yeah. But we all love it. So. We've already done it on the show. Half of me is like, let's do it again. I know, just, you want to do it again. You keep doing it. It's just so such great. a good movie. Yeah. It um, <laughs> would have been nice if they, if they had talked about 
doing a sequel and then a TV and show. Then Alan because died. Alan died, they, yeah. they all agree that it died with him. So unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. Moving on. Spoiler. Spoiler. This is a spoiler for the upcoming Flash movie. If you don't want to know this, then la 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 la. We didn't go see the Flash movie anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I'm about to spoil a cameo. I'm about to spoil a cameo. Do you remember in the late 90s? I think it was the late 90s, maybe the early 2000s. I don't remember. When we, um, it was leaked some shots of Nick Cage in a Superman costume, supposedly for a yeah. movie directed by Tim Burton. Does anybody remember that? I think yeah, I don't I remember those pictures yeah. or footage, but whatever. I think it was well, later than the 90s. I don't want to say it was early 2000s. But maybe it was early 2000s. I don't, I don't know. Remember. It's, all blurring. I mean, it's all blurring together. It does days. all blur together. I do remember it was a Tim Burton movie, and I remember not. I remember being like, I don't know about this. But anyway, Nick Cage has officially been cast as Superman. Uh, he will don the red cape for a cameo in the upcoming Flash. Uh, this is directed by Andy Muschietti. And this will release in cinemas, we hope, we think, uh, 16 June 2023. So that's actually coming up here. That's only a couple weeks, yeah. yeah. In the next installment of the Transformers franchise, which... I guys, I got. We need name. another installment of the French Transformers. Uh, the next installment. Michael Bay to blow shit up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's Rise of the Beast. It comes out in theaters June eighth, so like in a week. But after that, after that, after Rise of the Beast, rumors of a Transformers GI Joe crossover because they're gonna hit every single eighties cartoon that I was just aging out of. Yeah, I was pretty much, yeah, like again, I was, I was too, just a pretty much driven. old, too old for all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like if we had live action Smurfs. I never played with Transformers. I was too old. My, my, my G.I. Joe, my G.I. Joe was like a foot tall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my grip. Saturday morning yes. cartoons yeah. were Scooby-Doo, but no Scrappy. No, no and Scrappy. And Super Friends. Yeah. And probably Captain Caveman or Joe's. Yeah, well, all those Saturday morning stuff, you know, the, the city. We might need to just have a Saturday and, morning night and just talk about all Yeah, I mean, we night. talked about doing that with with like Land He's of the right, Lost yeah. And, yeah. and and there's a whole pile of those live action ones that came out right around. I think they're all Sid and Marty Croft. Um, yes. Of, uh, of stuff. Land of the Lost. And Land of the Lost. And then they had like uh, the Electro Woman and Dyna Girl yep. and um, I know there was Shazam. I know, I know these are these are different I, different um, producers, but ISIS, Shazam, yeah, and Shazam and ISIS, ISIS, and yeah, they had a lot of live at Doctor Shrinker. Yeah, I think was a one season one. Yeah, um, there's all can, kinds of live action ones. You guys, it's not science fiction. Like I totally get. Well, I mean, it's not the, the barbarians kind of science that fiction. One? Yes, it, it's not science fiction. But if you guys want us to do a Saturday morning show and just talk about Saturday morning cartoons that we remember, because I was a kid in the '70s, I remember yeah. that stuff very clearly. Yeah, hell, um, that's how did. I that's how I got through high school was Schoolhouse Rock. Schoolhouse Rock. Bring it seeing that stuff. Lolly, 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 get your adverb. Junction, junction. What's your function? Junction, junction. Yeah, I'm just a bill. <laughs> All right, moving on, moving on. I have a little Star Wars snippet for the last day of Star Wars month. You know, May four to May twenty five. Star Wars yeah, gets a whole month. Called Star Wars month. Why not? I don't know why Star Trek doesn't get a month, but okay. Uh, Robert, I'm getting many ideas. Because well, you know, Frontier Day is going to be a thing. Oh yeah, Frontier Day is going to turn into something. It's going to be a thing. <laughs> Frontier Day. Well, I guarantee you, they're going to they're going to monetize it somehow. Yeah, they probably will. Moving on, Robert England, best known as Freddy Krueger. This is my Star Wars snippet. A little bit of Star Wars trivia for you. 
Uh, best known as Freddy Krueger. Robert was attempting to, you know, make it. Bill, you're just a buy. I think there's a little spelling error there. Yeah. I think you meant you're just a bill, but you're just a buy. Just a buy. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. We, we accept all kinds here. <laughs> we are equal opportunity. Equal here. We, we, all right. Uh, Robert Unglund, best known as Freddy Krueger, was trying to do his thing back in the 70s, trying to get a role. And he auditioned for the role of Han Solo in Star Wars. Obviously, George Lucas was not impressed with him, but he reportedly went home to his apartment and told his roommate, hey, you need to go go read. You know, they're looking at everybody. They're taking him. You can read for this Han Solo guy. You can read for this Luke Skywalker guy. Just go read. Who was Robert Unglund's roommate in the 1970s? Mark Hamill. <laughs> okay, I have Dragon News. Dragon News. Well, that's why Mark Dragon. Hamill was only on the pilot for uh, Eight is Enough. Was he really? Yeah. He was the original oldest brother, and then he got Star Wars, and so he didn't do the show. And so he had, oh my God, that's so awesome. he brought somebody else, else in to be the oldest. I don't remember the, the character's name, but yeah, I he was on the pilot. I don't remember. Yeah. All right, Dragon News for Dragon Knight in How to Train Your Dragon live action news. Mason Thames, who I have no idea who that is. He recently garnered acclaim for his role in The Black Phone. I don't know what that is either. He has been cast as Hiccup. And Nico Parker, this is Tandy Newton's daughter, Nico Parker, and we just saw her on The Last of Us. She played Joel's daughter, Sarah, at the very beginning of The Last of Us. When you see his real daughter, that's Nico Parker. She will be playing Astrid. How to drain, how to drain. Don't drain dragons, just train dragons. How to Train Your Dragon live action movie is set for release March 14, 2025. Wow. Uh, that's a ways it's off. I can't even think to, to next month, let alone 2025. Yeah, I mean, yeah. In <laughs> other dragon news, despite positive reviews and an excellent Rotten Tomato score, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves had a disappointing box office total, and it does not bode well for a sequel. Is so... it maybe because it's on Netflix or whatever time? No, it's on HBO Max. No, what's so not? It, it's Paramount Pictures produced it so i think it's on paramount it's on paramount you're <laughs> right it's on, so maybe because um, it's on paramount because i didn't go to the theater to watch it no i didn't either on paramount yeah it, the movie it just it failed to gain any traction in theaters but it still has like a 91 percent fresh on rotten tomatoes which is yeah, really it's, impressive it's, if you haven't tomatoes. seen it it's worth watching it's whether cute. you're into dungeons if you're into dungeons and dragons you'll see some nice nods to the game yeah obviously um uh chris pine you know it's good 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 it's got a good cast um it, it's a fun movie it's not it's not that intense at all it's no fun. no it's, it's like it's fluff well uh, yeah um so i would um it has yeah, i recommend moment. it if you haven't, haven't haven't seen it but go if you have a paramount plus go watch or go see it in the theater if it's still there but um yeah i don't know if it's theater worthy i i thought it was a direct-to-video kind of thing but is that going to be a thing that's like a whole show in it itself. was cute are, I theaters, show... are theaters really going to be a thing or are we just going to yeah, are we, yeah. we still going to have theaters or are we going to Because I really don't, with a 60s or more 80-inch TV and good sound system, why the hell am I going to go go to the Sticky Six and watch a movie? I completely agree. Yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> and pay overpay for popcorn and sit with people that smell or move around or talk yeah. and all the other and things. like at that, home, you can pause it if you need to go. Yeah, you can pause it. Exactly. Especially, you know, if you got, like, you know, if you're into, if you're watching Endgame and, 
you got to take a leak. You don't have to miss anything. <laughs> so, so I don't that's know. A, that's not like a whole show we could do. <laughs> Theater dead. Exactly. <laughs> and then our last piece of dragon news tonight, Rizzo, do you want to give us some new dragon? Yeah, ironically, uh, Patrick Reed Johnson actually posted the, the article, um, but they are they're in talks with Liam Neeson to do a Dragonheart reboot. This would not yeah. be another sequel. Well, there's like three sequels to this film, but this would be, and again, they did want Liam Neeson initially, or at least Patrick yes. did, they wanted him to play Draco uh, originally. Uh, of course, we ended up with Sean Connery, but at the time, they believe it or not, they didn't think Liam Neeson could play an action star, although I don't know how that equates to this film, but that's the reasoning they gave. Of course, I then like a year later, he did Taken. Yeah, he did. Uh, was it Taken or something that like a year later that, of course, then it'd be Qui-Gon Qui Qui uh, a few years after Qui-Gon, a few years after that. So we all know that Liam can clearly play an action hero. Yeah, absolutely um, he can. So he would have been, but his voice, he has a great voice. Um, yes, so yes. He would have, I think, had it been, and I'm not saying, I think, I think Connery, I think they probably stuck Connery in there too for a little name recognition. Because a lot of people signed on board real quick for this movie. They all loved the idea. Yes. Um so and it has a lot of stars. It has a lot of stars. You'll recognize people like, oh yeah, that guy and that guy. And yeah, it has a lot of great you know, it has a lot actors. of people that 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 you know went on to do more, a lot more stuff. So and we will we will talk about the actors because some of them, yeah, some of them went on to some really amazing things. So yeah, um, so. yeah, I I would love to see Patrick's version of this. I heard what we finally saw. The movie that we're about to review is not what Patrick wrote. So I would be very very and, curious. And, and that's such a common thing, though. You know, yeah, that does happen. Never. It's always the the studios get involved they get they get their 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 sticky hands in there and they screw everything up and of course and then the vision of the original vision gets kind of killed but of course it still was a good movie though in and yes. itself i still think it was a good movie but before we get into that i want to do the What's drink. Our drink what are we drinking for dragons tonight the world's dragon this one's an easy one and it's actually probably pretty good so it's probably peach schnapps um melon liqueur or midori for the name brand Green creme de menthe. Is there another color of creme de menthe? I don't know. I thought it always was green. Yeah, I kind of thought that was orange juice and pineapple juice. So I, I'm going to tell you right now, orange juice, pineapple juice, and peach tree right there is an awesome combination. I think that's even called a, is that a fuzzy navel? Or yeah. No? Yes. A naked. No. Yeah. That's a fuzzy navel. So anyway, so yeah, you're just adding a couple more things. So it's probably a good summer drink too. Um, I think I have everything, but I don't know if I have any cream to mint, and I certainly don't have the juices I have to buy that. I don't know how mint's gonna go with citrus. Yeah, I don't know, but it's it's the smallest amount, so it might just yeah, give it a little true. hint, that's a little true. coolness to the drink. That's true. Oh, Chris anyway. is reminding us that Liam did the voice of the polar bear in Golden Compass, so yeah, he he can voice. Uh... Yeah, he has a great voice. He has a great voice over voice. So didn't Liam play Dark Man? Did Liam play Dark? I don't know. I don't remember either. Jeff, you just saw top. You just saw Top Gun Maverick just now. It's a good one. It's a fun one. Oh, there goes my dog. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I can't so, mute because um, it's just Rizzo by himself. I mean, I could let him talk to himself for a while. But, you know. <laughs> hey, Ty. All right. So, getting into this movie. So, like I said, uh, yeah. So, so this was, uh, you know, like I said, it was originally written um, by Patrick Reed Johnson and uh, Joe and hope yeah who uh but apparently obviously when they pitched it they liked it but they changed it 
<laughs> so they, uh -oh. I, I the, what I'm reading is that when they first circulated the script around Hollywood, it was so good that people were like crying just reading the script. And it was like a really, really good story. Um, what happened from there? I don't know. I, I think it sounds like, and I wish Patrick was here to explain this to yeah, us. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it sounds like he, he did a proof of concept type thing and they decided they didn't like his concept, which. I mean, just yeah, and this this came out. Yeah, it was still we're still in the early early fledgling CGI. I mean, yeah, Jurassic so this Park is out, we're still kind of you know, mid nineties. Yeah, this is nineteen ninety six, so, guys. Jurassic Park was nineteen ninety three. If that helps anchor yeah. it in time for you. And um, watching it today, though, I literally just watched it like today. Um, the the effects were good. They're clearly not. I mean, we always say, "Does it hold up?" Yeah, it kind of does, but but uh, I don't know if it, it's clearly CGI. You know what I'm it's saying? Good. It's done it well, but it's it's, it's done not well. Like the dragon standard, himself looks twenty-seven years ago. Yeah, it is twenty-seven years ago, which I can't believe it. The dragon himself looks pretty good, um, but he is clearly like superimposed. But they still did some groundbreaking breaking work. All that work with the water, like the dragon in the water. They had never done that before, and so they had a, like, that was all pretty groundbreaking, trying to get droplets and stuff like that. And a lot of the... And they did dragons... that a lot, because there's a, the first time we deal with the dragon that we actually see him is at oh, the Oh, yeah, waterfall. he's in the waterfall, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they did good with the water. But it's John and Sue. Sue no, it's, it's Dragon Heart, Dragon not Heart. Dragon Slayer. Different Dragon movie. Heart. I said hello, Dragon Slayers when, I, when we first yeah, came out. Yeah, Dragon Heart is what we're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, Dragon Heart, 1996. Um, they did great with the water. But then there's other shots of the dragon walking through grass, and they did nothing with the grass. Like, the grass should be kind of moving around, yeah. like, around his feet and stuff. So, I don't know. They 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 did a, they worked hard. They worked really hard. They, they broke new ground. And while to our 2023 eyes, maybe Do it doesn't look that awesome. what the budget was for this? Yes, I do. It's like uh, 56. Hang on, and I will tell you exactly what it was. Well, curious, it was I, don't, I don't think it did. I don't think it did commercially really well, but it did no, well it enough. Did. It did well enough to make sequels. Many sequels and games and toys. There were toys. The budget was 57 million, and the box office was 115 million. So that's it. Tripled. It was positive. It was on the positive side. I think. I said initially. I think they were going to do this as a direct-to-video, that it was not going to be a theatrical release. It was just going to be a direct, but I think it ended up being a, 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 a... But all the subsequent, from what I understand, and somebody could correct me if I'm wrong, the subsequent sequels were all direct-to-videos. Were any of them in the theater? I think I the original... Maybe they were all direct-to-video. Dragonheart was, but I don't think the... I don't think the. Or maybe um, they were like made for TV movies. I'm not sure, but well, yeah, they, they were direct. They, you know, they were VHS. They remember everything was on was everything was blockbuster video back then. So yeah, you know, went right straight to, yeah. which was a thing, and and it wasn't necessarily mean that it was. You know, usually they they would do that if they they felt that it was not worth the expense of putting it in theaters. That it's easier just to make videotapes and rent people rent it. Yeah. So. It's kind of like what what it it's 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 the older version of streaming goes straight to streaming. <laughs> straight you know, to video, yeah, yeah. Straight so it's just not it's never. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm wondering if we're at a point where theaters are really going to become kind of a novelty. You know, they're only going to be you're only going to go to the yeah. IMAX stuff. 
Yeah, um, that's really interesting concept. You know, the regular people, theater where it's just a square screen, rectangle screen, rather. I was just and, watching someone in an interview who's coming out with a new movie. Oh, it was actually Mark Hamill, because I was watching Mark Hamill stuff. Uh, he's coming out with a new movie. It's called The Machine, and it's a comedy. And he was like, go see it in a theater, because it's a comedy, and you, you, it needs to be that group experience of everybody laughing together. So I, I guess some people are still rooting for the theater experience. I just... I think maybe the younger generation, maybe I'm just getting too old. I don't want to be cranky old. old. I don't want to be, I just have no desire to go. It's like, it's although unless it's something, like you say, unless it's something uh, epic where I want to see it like in an IMAX theater. Like Star Wars. I've been to the movies recently to see Star right. Wars movies. Right. I've seen, I've seen but not all, all, I think all three of them and Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue the, One. The most current ones I saw, all those in IMAX. Han Solo movie, yeah. I, Not but Han Solo. Guys, that one I, my, didn't, I actually didn't see that in the theater. My AMC near me is the kind with the big, comfy, reclining. Yeah. You can literally lay flat and watch the movie. I got to drive over an hour to get I'm that. I'm not going to lie. It, that, that's actually No, I know. Nice. They're nice. They had those down in Florida but back in the 90s. They had that stuff, stadium seating and all that. But up here, yeah. we have two small theaters. And it's interesting because well, we I used to one I used to call the Sticky Six because it was. It, <laughs> well, it's still bad, but yeah. It, well, they they it was one of these theaters where it was like a, it was a two or something, or two or and they they split it at one point to make to like you know so yeah we like had that so then you had the really narrow but, one. you know they did such a lame job they literally just built a wall down the center aisle so the chairs were still at a funny angle to the screen like they didn't even bother to move. <laughs> And then they then recently, and I haven't been there since they redid it again, and I think they made it smaller again, but made a nicer theaters. And then there was the there's a place in Hanover by the college, which is a nicer theater, but it's still a very standard theater. Yeah, standard um, nothing theater. particularly not you, particularly large screen or anything yeah. like that. So I'd love to invite y'all to come watch a movie with me. Once you've yeah. experienced these reclining seats, oh yeah, you don't want to nice. go back to regular and the stadium theater. seating, so yeah. that really. So that there's if you no haven't seen a, if you haven't been to a theater with stadium seating, you won't want to go back because every at least if you get even if somebody's tall sitting in front of you because it's so steep. Yeah, it's such a uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. So they are interestingly though those recliners are wide, and so there's less people in the theater. Like if there's fewer seats because the chairs are so big. I'm really curious to know how that affects sales. Like, does the theater just churn and make less money because there's fewer seats, or do they just? pack them in more showings i don't know it's, don't know. it's curious they make any any theater owner will tell you they don't make any money on the ticket sales that all most of that like 50 cents of it goes to the theater the rest of it all goes to the uh filmmakers basically the cost of the film really they make all their money on concessions that's why that's why popcorn is like 15 dollars <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's no, another oh, place. That's, and that's that's not a recent thing. That's cool. I remember my sister worked for Showcase Cinemas way back in the '80s, and it was the same thing. She's like, "Yeah, they don't make any money on." There's a place the around here that's a dine-in. Oh, it's in Nashua, Chucky Cinema. It's a dine-in yep. cinema. You can have dinner, like yeah. A whole there's meal. place. There's a place in Tilton like that. Yeah, and watch your movie, which kind of. Like how does that work? You listening to the guy next to you like chew while you're no, trying it's, to watch? No, it's fun because the ta there's tables like there was there was a bunch of those places in Florida too where you get you have beer and that's where I saw Pulp Fiction. Usually oh. they were second run though. They weren't like, but some places are first run. Let me see what Chuckie's playing at Chuckie's. Yeah, there's a place in Tilton that's got big, big comfy like they're like these big desk chair type things and you sit at the table and you can turn sideways and. 
Chucky says the Little Mermaid and Fast X. Those are two kind of recent yeah, so. releases. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. We're talking have. about everything but this movie. All right, let's get back to Dragonheart. All right, Dragonheart. <laughs> oh, God. So we could go over. Uh, yeah, so um, like I said, we talked about Liam Neeson being the. But we ended up with Sean Connery yeah. as the voice of Draco, um, which works. And I got to say, I like the the talking dragons, I like do the too. intelligent talking dragons. Those over I do too. Give me a good quickly beast like, and I like the fact that this dragon is more dinosaur like, than some of them are more like lizard like with oh, wings. Speaking of dinosaur like, when they were doing their tests for this, they took the Jurassic Park T Rex, and you can find this footage online. They took the Jurassic Park T Rex and just tweaked him they stretched his neck out a little and tweaked his face a little to make their dragon to like show proof of concept but it was still very recognizably the jurassic park t-rex it was so weird so yes this particular dragon is very dinosaur-esque dinosaur looking yeah but i mean it's still kind of a tradition what, what i want to say a, tra a traditional like dragon sort of yeah i mean there's only they, mean, they're all kind of running if you look at like well look what they did in in the hobbit it's very similar smog, type of dragon yeah, yeah smog smog was kind of very smog similar. was looking that way recently all the dragons look very game of thrones they're very there's like a lot of pointy what was i just watching oh i watched shazam uh and she's riding a dragon in shazam fury of the gods i watched that they're everywhere. Dragons are kind of making it. Yeah, well, I mean, Game of Thrones kind of brought dragons back. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, but those dragons are just more yeah. animal. -like. Martin, you're right. It's a Western European dragon as, a, as opposed to an Asian dragon, which is the more snake-like. Right, the more mom. snake. They've called yeah. them the worm. They've, they, they've referred to in films and books as the worm, you know, because it's like more like a salamander with wings. <laughs> So and then you're right, and then there's the Asian dragon, which is basically a snake with wings. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, cast wise, Dennis Quaid, of course, is our star. Uh, he was uh, kind of definitely on the on the peak of his career back then. Oh yeah. Um, plays Bowen, the main character, the main knight, the good knight, if you will. Knight tried so hard. Good knight. I did like that they worked a little Arthur lore in there. I love a little Arthur lore. Anything yeah, they tried. in there. I like that whole I love that scene where he kind of has that come to Arthur moment where he's kind of where he was, you know, because the whole movie ever said right at the beginning, because after the kid turns out to be kind of evil, he and he kind of walks away from his faith as a knight. The movie, yeah, he does. And, the movie. and he's he's because he's been following the old code that you know, yeah, the old code. He's good and, the old, the you old know, code. they don't hurt anybody, they help people, and yeah, so then he's kind of disenchanted, so to speak, after the dragon gives half of his heart to to this prince, well, then becomes king, and then he turns out evil. Um, but then he kind of has this at towards the end, he he ends up. Well, I guess it's Arthur's castle. It was supposed to be, right? It was supposed to be. And he kind of sees, I guess, the ghost of Arthur and they recite the, the code Decree, yeah. again. And yeah, and it and it and he uh he turns but I don't know, I like that scene that you don't know if he really imagined it yeah. or if it was really the ghost of Arthur. Yeah. But you stick Arthur in anything like that, I'm good. Yeah, I said, <laughs> the whole movie had a little bit of a um 
My dogs again. The whole movie had a little bit of a uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Remember when um, Kevin Costner did that? Because yeah. Dennis Quaid, like he, he was like not fully committed to the English accent. None of them really were. But I don't know. But it still had that very English author, yeah, Arthurian kind of feel to it. So. No, only, only, um, only what was it? Uh, David Thulis, uh, I guess, because he is British. Yeah, he was only one. <laughs> So David, we see David Thewlis in this as the king, as the kid yeah. grown up. Hang on. Ty and Tilly. <laughs> That's all right. It's not that <laughs> it drives me crazy when they do that. And um, we see Jason Isaacs and the two of them are acting their little hearts out, like doing the things that, that they would become best known for. And, you know, you can see streaks of greatness in David as one of his first right. rolls out. And and it's, I feel like almost, I hate to say and this. And it's his, it's, he's got one of those voices that, that you peg whenever you hear it. Oh yeah, yeah. You he's know who who it is. Voice. Like you know, yeah. he's, in a, he's in a he's in an animated series called Big Mouth on Netflix, which is yeah. Um, you know, not for the faint of heart if you're sensitive if you, <laughs> to <laughs> certain situations. But it's uh, an adult. It, it's an adult. It's adult. Yeah, it's adult themed. Um, animated, but it's for yeah, adults. It's adult. Yeah, it's funny though. Um, but yes, but I mean, but of course he was, as we know, he was in um, Harry Potter as the... Uh, yes, as Professor... Professor, uh, he was the werewolf guy. Werewolf, Lupin. Lupin, yeah. right. Yeah. So yeah, and then you got Jason Isaacs, which... Jason course, Isaacs. Who he's him. like, Jason Isaacs is one of those guys, like once you really know who he is, you see him like everywhere. everywhere. Of course, you know, again, Harry Potter, he was... Uh, he was Malfoy's dad. Dad, but yeah. you know, that was only one... I mean, he's been in tons of stuff. He's everywhere. And of course, Discovery was Lorca for season one. So, um, and I met him at Star Trek 28. Was it 28? Yeah, yeah when we were in Vegas. When I Vegas, Vegas, I met him and he was hysterical because he was on stage and people were like, you know, we're going to see Lorca again. We can see Lorca again. And he's like, I fell through yeah, a I thing and got disintegrated and I'm sad. And then I see him network. He said that to me as I was, I think he's signing my autograph. I'm like, oh, I so enjoyed the character. I'd love to see more, but I f and he's like smiling. I fell through the mycelium. Because he got he's so sick and tired like, of people. Okay, you signed asking. an NDA. What do you want me to say? I know. <laughs> but, but the question, of course, the Star Trek fan goes, yeah, but there's the good Lorca. That was the mirror image. Guys, have mirror. you never done science fiction before? Don't you know how this works? No one's ever truly dead. I know, right? You think Everyone after doing Harry Potter and all those other movies that. But anyway, yeah, he's a great actor. Like, and uh, he was funny because during his talk, just sidebar and star trek you know at any of those conventions they try to keep things very family friendly yes and he was just the brits for some reason don't seem to have a problem f-bombing left nope, and right. they don't and he kept doing it and they kept telling him, like they're like stop stop and they i remember the funniest thing again still sidebarring frakes and we had uh that the same week frakes and um deanna troy there uh marina were on and together and he goes now before we start you got to watch your language. She goes to work. Oh, Marina. She's a wicked trash mouth. Marina will swear. Yeah. So, so, because there's kids in the audience, you know, there's a lot of kids. So, uh, it's not just all adults, but it yeah. was funny anyway. But we died. Rounding, else do we rounding got? out our cast, we do have Pete Pulsaway. Now, he has since passed, but he is one of these character actors. You know him as soon as you see him. Yeah, and he's, he's another one that's been in every single movie. Ever yeah, he's, he's a very distinct he's phenomenal, face. very phenomenal. Distinct. I love him. I love seeing him pop up in shows. Also, interestingly, I don't know if any of you guys are watching Silo. Uh, it's on Apple TV. 
uh, his son, whose first name I can't think of right off the top of my head, but the son plays in in Silo. Yeah. And then also we have Dina Meyer. Um, she's been in a ton of stuff. Better known for Starship Troopers, I but think. Probably one of the, it's not the only thing she's been in by far, but yeah, she was in there um, as uh, she played Dizzy in Starship Troopers. But she's been in a bunch of stuff. She was in, in Star Trek. I think she was in Star she Trek was, Nemesis. She played, uh, yes, she was. She was in Star um, Trek Nemesis as Donata. Commander yeah. or Admiral? Commander, I think. I do so, have all roads if you guys want. He has a uh, well. Go ahead, and we're already doing so. Go do the all roads. Yeah, we can do all roads. Um, 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 favorite dragon movies, all roads. Uh, so yes, we mentioned Jason Isaacs played Lorca. Uh, David Thewlis and Jason Isaacs, of course, both did Harry Potter. Um, Sean Connery was not in Star Trek, but was almost in Star Trek and was the inspiration for Shakari. He was supposed to be Cybok and then didn't. And the name Shakari is supposedly Sean Connery. <laughs> ben Thompson, he played Brock. He was just that big brute that... Right, he always plays kind of that character. He kind of always plays a big brute. Yeah, he's Enterprise. <laughs> he, he, did, he did a bunch. He did Adam Valder in Enterprise in three, three episodes. He played, I don't know what, in Deep Space Nine. I can't even read Probably this. Probably he's an alien number, you know. Some alien in DC yeah. And Officer Clagg on Next Gen, which I think is the one where the brother comes as the exchange officer. They do the exchange with yeah. the Klingons. I think it's that one. He's one of those guys, apparently, and I've, I've seen interviews with him, where, you know, he always plays kind of this rough, mm -hmm. you know, very scary kind of character because he's got that look. But apparently he is like, the nicest guy, family man, yeah. all about his kids. You know, just the complete opposite of, what of every seen. character he plays. On TV. Yeah. But he does then, have that. He's a very kind of frightening man. Yeah, you know who else is like that? The guy that played Biff in the Back to yeah. the Future. They say he's the same way. Like the nicest guy in real person, but always kind of plays a jerk. Yeah. And then finally, in All Roads, I had Dina Myers as a Commander Don Donata. Donate yeah, yeah. She was in Nemesis. Nemesis. Guys, yeah. let me know if I missed any there. In and, and, and in one of the sequels, um, Patrick Stewart actually was voiced. Oh, yes. And in stuff. one of the sequels, Patrick Stewart played the dragon. Yes, that is true. Absolutely. And you could totally see that working. Yeah, he I he's mean, he's he's great. His voice, he's, gonna, he's got that he has, nice. Yeah, he has, voice, he has you know, one of the great, voice. very, very, of course, he's. Yeah. Shakespearean tra trained and all that. And we didn't really, David Thewlis, you know, as you know, we, we kind of said he's been in a ton of stuff, but most probably well known for Harry Potter as the professor. Yeah, a ton of stuff in Britain, as was Julie Christie as Queen Aslan. She is better known in Britain, although I think we had her over here for a few things. So interestingly enough, John Gilgood was the voice of Arthur, but he was not credited. Yes. So that's and kind of interesting. I didn't I didn't realize that until I just I'm read just it. trying to place John Gilgood. What else did he do? Oh God, he's um what was, he it? Another... He was a famous uh he's a he's a famous actor, he's done tons of stuff. Uh you just pull again, up his, very um pull up his IMDB really quick. Yeah, he's done if you got to go back to the older stuff, but he's um he's very well known in uh British and oh yes, Quest for Camelot. Yeah. He does a lot of Shakespeare. Travels yeah. first night as Oswald. Yeah. Uh, Inspector Morse. Yeah. 
Well, Modern time bandits. Frankenstein. Yeah, he was the supreme being in 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 um. So, oh, Caligula. He was in Caligula. 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 Uh, so Caligula. I mean, I can't say the it's one. Caligula. The one with Roddy McDowell's son. <laughs> oh, that one. Um, what do we think about this movie? See, I think this is why I keep saying I want. I am so 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 curious to know what the. Well, I'd like to. Is. I'd like to see or at least read Patrick's original. Yeah, because right now what I see is it's like they were trying to shoot for a modern fairy tale that they maybe fell a little bit short. Like the components are sort of there. It's well, a lovely story. It's heartwarming. It's family friendly. Yeah, I mean, the message I think that they were trying to send was, um, I don't know, is it, is it is it just you know it's always men do does you know power corrupts kind of thing you know and yeah well it seemed like that kid was already corrupt. He well, he, he seemed like when he first meet him, you think okay because he's like yes I'm gonna follow the code and everything and then as soon as his father gets killed. Oh yeah, he it's goes like, over to the body. Like, oh, does he yeah, I'm in charge the body? Because no, he, cause he was even like, he was even kind of like, die, uh, you know, like when his father does get killed and his father's still kind of alive, and it's like, yeah, die because it's yeah, my turn. Die, yeah. And then you know that things are not. He's not quite as nice as you think he is. But even even when Dennis Clay was training him, his his focus, he wasn't focused. You know what I mean? He was distracted, and he was like, you know what I mean? You could tell he was already off somewhere else. Yeah. So again, that was what I kind of got. It was that that old message that you know the power corrupts. Oh, yes, God and time bandits. Yes, Julie Christie was in Shampoo. That's true. Yeah. It, but but did it really? Is it going to be a family modern fairy tale? Like uh, one of our modern well, what, adult what, fairy what, tales is. A modern Christ. fairy tale would take place in modern times. Well, I mean, but with, sorry. But with, but with an adult fairy tale, like one of our favorite new newer fairy tales is Princess Bride. I don't feel like this is anywhere near the level of Princess Bride. I wouldn't really, again, well, we disagree on Princess Bride on a lot of things, yeah. but yeah. I don't see that as a fairy tale, really. Is it? I mean, it's just comedy. It's got I mean, it's a, like It's like men in tights. It's got a swashbuckling pirate. It's got a Yeah, I know, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of, a, I think our definition people. of fairy tale is different. I don't know. I just. I don't know what you get. I don't well, know. When you say modern, when you say modern fairy tale to me, I think of fairy tale type themes but set in a modern like like scrooged okay it was the old story of 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 the christmas story but when i say modern, modern fairy story i mean contemporary fairy tale. i mean new yeah. newly written recently newly written. written not well you know again well no. what's the is it, it fairy tale again usually has kind of a message to it in some way and i don't really again the only message i really got from this was again the old adage that you know kind of power corrupts and you know evil that men do and you know so i don't know it's weird uh, it's, it's kind of but again i like the movie overall i think it's entertaining um, I, I think it does move along. There aren't really any dead spots. I think the story kind of nope. moves there's plenty of, well, yeah. there's plenty of humor in it. Yes. I mean, the basis is kind of funny when you think about it. For those who don't know, of course, they they, they bring the, the wounded prince or soon-to-be king 
to the dragon because they believe the dragon can save him. Mm -hmm. And he does by giving him half of his heart. Mm -hmm. So, but then he, and the dragon says, you know, swear that you'll be, you know, follow the code and be mm -hmm. honorable and all this stuff. And the kid goes, yes. And then of course he does it right away. Yeah. And Dennis Quaid blames the dragon for this. Yes. Somehow it corrupted him, even though the kid was, like you said, was corrupt before that. The kid was already corrupt. So then he goes on a tirade and he starts killing dragons. Well, he apparently killed all the dragons. Yes. And Draco is the last one. Of course, Dennis doesn't, or I should say, uh, Bowen doesn't know that he's the same because you don't see the dragon when this heart transplant thing happens you, you did the shadow yeah, you see his claws i think but, you no. see, but he's like in the shadow so he doesn't recognize him or he doesn't realize it's him eventually they fight and the dragon's like hey i got a deal for you since i'm the last one if you kill me you're out of a job because he was taking money for people from people to kill dragons <laughs> so they make a deal saying that we'll fake your death you go and terrorize a town i'll go in there say i'll kill the dragon i fake your death they pay me and then we move on they become friends uh, through that relationship. And then, of course, Bowen eventually finds out that he is the one who saved the prince. And then uh, he so but then basically the, the dragon Draco convinces him that, no, um, it, he was evil all along. It wasn't. Yeah. And, it was and then we find out that they are connected, yes. which we kind of assume that all along. But. Um, you know, they just confirm that the two are connected. If one dies, the other one dies, and they feel each other's pain and all that stuff because they have that yeah, the shared heart. The heart of this story is the dragon's side of it and why he right. did it. Why he chose to give half his heart to this kid who he probably already saw as a little snit, you know? A little snot-nosed brat. Yes, he wants to kind of ascend to the heavens and yes, find his place. Himself, get old good karma in life. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's the 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 heart and the crux of the story right there. I almost feel like maybe that should have been focused on a little bit more. You know? Yeah, I mean, so so then yeah, so then of course they over they, they get the townspeople to rise up again and um which is how the original king got killed battling back the the peasants. Did there was and I don't know if it was intentional or not, but there was a there was a history of the world kind of nod there when they become right at the beginning goes the peasants are revolting oh does he say and that then, really? and then he goes and then he goes well they were always revolting but they're rebelling now or something <laughs> like that but the original line from history of the world this is during the french revolution when he goes sorry the peasants are revolting and the, the king goes damn right they stink on ice <laughs> <laughs> so i caught that right away because i'm a huge mel brooks fan but um I think I want. I think that was stuck in there. In fact, that would be something I would ask Patrick. Was that on purpose? Was that on purpose? Is that his line? Was, was that your purpose? line? Did they keep that one in there? Sorry. Oh, I wish he could give thing. us all the juicy background details of of just what what so, was going down. So ultimately, so, they realize that the dragon has to die to kill the king. So yes, the evil king. So yes. uh, finally, uh, that does happen, and all is well. But of course, he then ascends to the heavens and becomes the, another star the in the constellation of Draco, of Draco, which is what he was named after. So, um, yeah, so happy ending. And I, I, I was almost going to, I was waiting for them to say that, that Bowen would become king. They made him king or something, but they never really, no, they never, never really, really fleshed that part out. I guess it really wasn't important. Also, the mother's technically still alive too, right? Yeah, the mother was still so alive. She and she tried to kill, um, she tried to kill the son by killing the dragon. 
Um, yeah. Because she knew that her son was. Yeah, she knew the son. Yeah. (laughs) See, this like I feel like this. She even says to him, "She's like, she's like, I wish I'd never saved." You know. Yeah. You know. I feel like there's a lot of backstory we're missing. Like, how did she know the dragon would share its heart? And if she was already mad at the kid, why'd she save the kid? What was her relationship with the father? Like, was the father probably when? Well, you remember he was still a teenager, so she was probably just at that time just saving her son. Thought he could be redeemed and any you know that he was just being maybe a little teenager just being that kind of thing you know you just assume that the mother didn't realize how bad her son really was until after and i don't know if i don't think she assumed that the heart would be that's how the, she just knew the dragon had the power to save him yes i don't think anybody knew how the dragon was going to do it yeah, um, uh, but she clearly knew that dragons had this capability. I just feel like there's lore, some backstory, some universe building that we could have. Yeah, I mean, it's maybe a, that it all wasn't really necessary to the story. You just need to know, know that. Well, they kind of did. They did a little bit, actually, backstory a little bit because they said, you know, back because they there's a conversation between Draco and 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 uh, Bowen where he's telling him like, you know, that we when man first came on the scene, so to speak dragons were already ancient mm, and we yeah. were kind of we were kind of tasked we to first. watch over man yeah and and make sure that they develop and whatever and they're there and everything um and then at some point there was so there was at some point a relationship between man and dragon that was symbiotic in a way if you want to call it that where they got along and then something happened and they started killing them off for some reason um but clearly Bowen and the mother there, the, the queen, still saw the reverence and 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 and, and of the dragons and, and yes. honored the dragons. Yeah. So that but that was part of that old code that he kept referring to, the old ways, the old code um of the knights that went away. So, you know, and then of course, like I said, he he turned on that when he felt the dragon lied to him. Yeah. Which he didn't. So- Speaking right. of dragon lore, speaking of dragon lore, there's about a million movies and TV shows that have dragons, but less that are strictly about dragons. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Top seven movies about dragons. This is, I think, uh, either Den of Geek or one of those. Do you guys agree with this list? Number seven, Aragon. You guys remember that one? Yep, I, uh, that was kind of yeah. That was basically a dragon slayer type. Yeah, movie. dragon slayer. Number six, Pete's Dragon. I think that one might have been animated. Yes. Yeah. Number five, Dragon Slayer. Yeah. That one's good. Number four, Reign of Fire. That was a really good one. It was like a play. Yeah, of dragons. we it was talked about best. doing that one movie. Matthew McConaughey. Or um, and if you don't know what the basically that takes place in modern times, that dragons yes. were asleep under the ground yes. for many millennia and we woke them up or something woke them they all up come out and just and they all come out and yeah. like by the hundreds and basically yeah. lay waste to the to basically it becomes a post it's like a post-apocalyptic because the cities are all movie but it's the dragons that caused the apocalypse it wasn't so the dragons are basically it's kind of a good movie if you've never seen it number three the des- so this is the hobbit which is not specific but the desolation of smog that specific part of the hobbit yeah and again that's only 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 hollywood could make um a, a book into three, that was, three movies um, that was benadryl cucumber bund i think as the smog he has a 
fabulous voice. Talk about, you know, Patrick. Yeah, has I think, a great I think you're right. And, and, and it was done well, but, you know, that didn't need to be a, that didn't need to be a three-part movie. Maybe probably or, did. You know, three-part series. Number two, this movie, Dragonheart, I, that's pretty good. And number one, a beloved movie of mine, How to Train Your Dragon. Do you agree with this list, guys? Yeah, I mean, they're all dragon movies. I yeah, mean, but they're not ordering. Okay. Like, they're all dragons. Is How to Train Your Better, like, ob objectively it's, better than I mean, it's Train like, of Fire? It, I mean, no, it's yeah, so it's, different. It's not in the, they're very, so very, different. very different. I mean, one's a com comedic children's movie, and the other one is obviously exactly, a, serious, exactly. a more serious adult film. And I don't mean adult film in that aspect, you know what I mean? But... um. It, yeah, Martin Shrek, not movies with dragons, of which there are a million. Well, there is a dragon it's in Shrek. About, yes, it's there's not a dragon, about there's dragon. a dragon in Never Ending Story. He's a very yeah. famous Falcor the Luck Dragon is a very famous um Mushu in Mulan is a famous dragon. There's a million dragons out there, guys. Dragons oh. that talk. Top dragons that talk. This one, Draco. Actually, let's go. I like the talking down. dragons. I, I like talking dragon. I like a talking dragon. Haku, who's in Spirited Away. I don't know if he really counts as a dragon. Mushu from Milan, that dragon talks. Saphira from Aragon, that dragon talks. Elliot from Peach Dragon. It's basically the same list that we just saw. Smog from Smog, Draco from Dragonheart, and Falcor the Luck Dragon. These are some of the dragons that talk. Although the ones that don't talk still make their wishes known pretty well. The, the dragons in How to Train Your Dragons are pretty, uh, what's the word, emotive? Even, you know what? Even in Game of Thrones, there were a couple comedic moments with the dragons. Like, do you remember the dragon looking at Jon Snow? That was funny, and it was emotive, and it was cute. Yeah. There's Harry Potter dragons. There's Lord of the Ring dragons. Shang-Chi. Yeah, but they, they're all, those are all, the dragons are... Secondary to the story. Secondary to the story. They're, they're not, incidental they're not the, the primary character. Yeah. And that's the what, primary that's what's ones, differentiating yeah. a lot of these films from what work, which that list is as opposed to films that just have a dragon in it. Yeah, Sue, um, I can't put Never Ending Story on that list because Never Ending Story is not about a dragon. It's not about Falcor. It's about Bastion. Right, and his holes, his his adventures. Falcor just happens to show up. So We did mention Dragon Slayer. That is on the top list, yes. Yeah, so um, Dragon Slayer was also a good film in its own right. Um, I want to say that came out after this one or was it before dragon slayer i don't know i gotta look up i don't know when dragon slayer came uh, out 1991 1991 81 81 it's that much older yeah wow i didn't see that one coming i didn't realize it was that old do i have the right one dark fantasy film directed by matthew robbins is that the right one probably starring peter mcnichol yeah, you know they were going to actually consider Robin Williams for for Bowen. Yeah, that's wrong. That would he he but even he said he'd rather been the voice of Draco. That would have made it too comedic. They offered. They looked at Liam Neeson. We knew this. Robin Williams. We knew this. Pierce Brosnan, Timothy Dalton, Schwarzenegger, Kevin Bacon, Tom Hanks, Harrison Ford. Schwarzenegger Whoopi. is the dragon. I don't. I don't know if that would have worked. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg so. as the dragon. Yeah. This thing got shopped around. No, I, think it, 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 I think I think Neesom, I think obviously Connery, I think Patrick Stewart, any of those classical trained kind of British 
that's the voice you need deep kind of resonating i don't i don't see it as anything other than that from a dragon yeah could be wrong but other, i think it made it too comical other trivia david not david i'm sorry dennis quaid broke his finger in the duel with david thulis but carried on because he's a professional that way Ironically, that Jason Isaac's character was Draco Malfoy. Yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> I love some, love some uh, dragon. Just of some weird stuff that comes up. But anyway, speaking of um, dragons, speaking of Dungeons and Dragons, you know how many Dungeons and Dragon Dungeons and Dragon movies there's been? Like five or six already. Like where was I? That and I they weren't really movies? memorable. Any of no, them? No, none of them were memorable. I can't even think of any of them other than the more current one. Um, oh no, there's been a gazillion of them. There's, there's, hang on. I mean, I'm saying I've, I've probably seen them, but, um, uh, you know, well, we also had the video game. Was it Dragon Lair or something? That video game that was came out in the 80s. That was direct, that was a directly from the from the board game. Um, so yeah, it has, it's, it's, Dungeons and Dragons has had a huge impact on, on culture. Yeah, and for sure, it just and yet it can't. They cannot, for the love of them, make a good movie. Well, I think the current one's pretty good. Um, I think the current one is the best of the bunch. The film series, number where we start, number one, Dungeons and Dragons, back in two thousand. Dungeons and Dragons, Wrath of the Dragon God, two thousand and five. Dungeons and Dragons, Book of Vile Darkness, twenty twelve. These must have been all straight to like video slash stream. I don't remember any of these being in the theater. I don't remember any of these. Period. I don't remember. Yeah, they must. They must have been terrible. <laughs> has anybody seen any of these movies? Yeah, uh, Jeff. We did. We were just talking about Rain of Fire. Um, yeah, we just talked about Rain. We were just talking about how. Yeah, I just. Yeah, we just. You must have just nodded off there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Which we is totally understandable. So easy. Totally understandable. So easy with us. <laughs> you need to sleep. Just turn on distilled. Let it. Listen, you go. And I'm, and I really apologize because I'm way behind on the podcast. I'm way behind on the podcast, so I got to catch up. So apologize if you're a podcaster. If you like listening, re-listening to this, uh, I apologize for my tardiness. I'm gonna try to catch up. We'll get them all posted soon. And yeah, if I'll you... get them up eventually. Yeah. You can watch them on YouTube too. Anyway, so, so um, coming up, what do we got going on? Anyway, I don't know how much more we got. Yeah, to talk about this, I like the film. It's good if you just want to kill an hour and forty minutes. If you hadn't seen it or you haven't seen it in a long time, like I said, it was almost like a new movie to me because I really didn't remember it that well from twenty-seven years ago when I saw it the first time. Um, but I, I, I remember liking it then. I liked it again now. Yeah. Um, it's charming. It's got its moments. It's very sweet. It's entertaining. It's like I said, it's not like you're going to go, ooh, and this is the best movie. And they tried real hard. But, it, you know, but, yeah, no, you're not going to, it's not like, ooh, this is the best movie I've ever seen. You know? No, no. It's no. got a couple plot holes. and Yeah. Well, what movie doesn't have plot holes? So Fair point. Fair point. So, anyway, what does Phil and Roy Phil and Roy. Let me see. I'm going to do Roy. I'm going to do Phil first because he's got his. Oh, tomorrow on, thir on Captain Phil's Planet on Thursday. Um, he's going to talk with Paul Levinson. You and I will be talking with him also on Friday. But Paul Levinson has written a short story called Robinson, The Robinson Calculator. And it's going into a new anthology called Robots Through the Ages. This covers both 
golden age classic robot stories and news stories. So they're going to talk about that. And then in the second hour, he is going to have uh, Matt Cartwright and his band Crunkus doing a premiere. That's Thursday. But then Friday night, never mind Thursday, listen on Friday night because it'll be Rizzo and I and some others. And we will be talking about that third season of Ricard with Captain Phil, Captain Phil on the Friday night. Stay up late and listen to us. I have to drink a lot of caffeine because Phil makes us do these overnight. You have nothing better to do on a Friday night than listen to us ramble on. As pathetic as we are and have nothing better to do on a Friday night. Roy on Friday night. See, we're we're, we're on like right after Roy wraps it up. Maybe we overlap a little. But anyway, Roy on Friday night will be celebrating the third year that Ross has joined the show. I can't believe he's done three years of shows at Ross, but. Okay. And they will be celebrating it by doing a clockwork orange, which is a classic. So I may tune into that. That's a, that is a it's great a freaky movie. movie. Yeah. That's a freaky. It's another Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick doing his thing. Yeah. So, uh, disturbing film on many levels. <laughs> on many levels. Yeah. It's a lot of psychological analysis you can do with that particular film. Yeah. Yeah. So, and of course, as usual, I have no idea what we're going to do. Yeah, next guys, week. we don't know what we're doing for June. So, if you have any suggestions, post do you want more up. dragon movies? Because you want more dragon, you want more fantasy, you want to do something else entirely. I don't know. It's always a struggle. It's a struggle coming up with stuff. You think there would be pick, just throw a dartboard at a bunch of names and do that one. Well, I have a I list. Think do stuff that we think we can talk about. I have a list a mile long. You just got to pick. Yeah, I just got to pick something. That, I just always worry that we don't have an hour, but. You always seem to have tangents to. Oh, there's always a tangent. There's no harm in so, uh, other conversation. Other than that, yeah, I don't have much else to talk about. So, yeah, I guess we'll see you Friday. And hopefully you guys will listen in Friday because it should be a rather spirited conversation. It will be because interesting. If it was anything like when we did uh, Strange New Worlds about a year ago, it was about a year ago. Yes. Um, that was a, a more interest that was a very interesting conversation as well. I um, believe the other guests are Paul Levinson and, yep, and Colleen Brennan from uh, she does um she does nerd news or nerd, nerd, news. nerd alert yeah. news or something like nerd that. Alert yeah. News. Nerd alert news, yeah. Nerd alert news, yeah. So so I know she's gonna be a fan. So, but you know what? Very this positive. Is, Star very Trek, positive uh, I'm sorry, Picard season three, really easy. Really easy to be a fan. It is. I still have niggles with it. Um because yeah. that's me. But I, I didn't, you know, I liked it overall. So it certainly was better than the other two seasons. Oh, we, we've had this show. We've done this show already. So we're not going to We've do already done our Picard show. We've already done our Picard show. So okay, but now we're taking we've our got show Stranger on the road. World we'll coming out in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Basically, like two weeks from tomorrow, something like that. Strange New World premieres the 15th. Yes, right? June 15th. 16th. Yeah, so, so we got to have a whole new season to pick apart. I can't wait. <laughs> I want to. When's Lower Decks? I want to. That's I just, what, yeah, that's I, I think we think it's to. episode number seven, but oh, we yeah, are I want sure. to do that's the Lower Decks crossover. I just want Lower, Lower Decks. Decks. That's all I want to see. That one. That's going to be. I've seen the, the pictures of Tawny and. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Jack there. Wade there. Yeah, they yeah, look great in, in 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 their uniforms in their in their yeah Lower Deck uniforms. <laughs> in, well. in bowl, yeah, it's, it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. All right, guys, uh, that's close enough to 8 o'clock for me. I will see you guys next week. As usual, live long and prosper. If you got any ideas for shows, always post them up because we always want to do what you want us to talk about. <laughs> Good night, folks. <laughs>